this episode of the Locked On NBA Big Board Podcast, I sit down with one of the most underrated prospects in the 2023 NBA Draft, Weaver State's Dylan Jones. Basically went the entire season under the radar and unnoticed. So I'm going to give him an opportunity to tell his story here on NBA Big Board. Stay tuned. Shout out to each and every person that has made the Locked On NBA Big Board Podcast your first listen of the day. I'm your host, Rafael Barlow, the director of scouting for NBA Big Board, and this episode is brought to you by Game Time. All you have to do is download the Game Time app, create an account, and use the code Locked On NBA for $20 off your first purchase. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. All right, in this interview, it's a one-on-one interview with Dylan Jones, like I mentioned at the top, very under the radar, is a name that a lot of people weren't talking about all season long. And right before the G League Elite Camp, I wrote an article on NBABigBoard.com about five players that I was looking forward to seeing, five guys that I thought could get the call-up from the G League Elite Camp to the NBA Combine. And Dylan Jones is one of the names that I wrote about, and he actually kind of made me look good because... He was invited to the NBA Combine. In this interview, we just discussed his background, how he got from Weaver State, from South Carolina, and how he was not even known by his peers at the Combine because he was that much under the radar. And a little bit of background about Jones. He's 6'6", 235 pounds, so he's built like P.J. Tucker, but he averaged 17 points, 11 rebounds, and about 4.6 assists per game. He is the epitome of versatility. I think there's so many things that he does well on the basketball court. He is your connective tissue that knows how to get to the foul line. Like He is one of the best foul generators, not only in college basketball, but in this draft class. And I think there is a good opportunity that we could hear Dylan's name on June 22nd in the NBA draft. All right, here is my interview with Weber State's Dylan Jones. All right, so tell me about like your last three weeks. The last three weeks for you has, has pretty much been life-changing in a sense. Yeah. Walk me through that whole, the whole process to get here, your path to the draft in a sense. Yeah, um, well, you know, like, the, the, like three weeks ago, I was still in New Jersey working out um, with our trainer, with the agency, um, you know, just working out, getting better. Then it just picked up quick. You know, I had a workout with Brooklyn on the 8th, and I had a workout with Boston on the 11th. Then I came from Boston straight here, and I've been here from the 11th through the, you know, going to be through the 21st. So um, that's kind of been like the crazy schedule that I've been on, but, you know, got to be grateful and thankful for the opportunity. You know, a lot of people wish they was doing it, so can't complain. But I think, yeah, that's that's really what my schedule has been over these past couple of weeks, and it's, you know, being crazy to think about, you know, hotel living, all of that stuff, but it's a blessing. You ready to get back home? Uh, I wouldn't say I'm ready to get back home, but I am, you know, ready to at least touch back to Utah, you know, which I, I consider as home. So, yeah, I guess I am ready to get back just to see, like, you know, old faces, keep working out and, you know, obviously just see everybody. So right before the G League camp, I, I did an article about guys that I, I wanted people to pay attention to and watch out for. You were one of the five guys. Thank you for making me look good yeah. and getting the big call up. Yeah. Tell me about just the 
when, when you got that call from the NBA to, to invite you, one of the eight guys that got invited up, what did that mean to you? Uh, it meant a lot, you know, and just being able to, like I tell everybody, squeeze in and get into the G League one. Just being thankful for enough to, you know, get through all of that and be able to perform like I know how to perform and, you know, get the call. It meant the world to me just because at that point it was like, you know, because teams vote for it, you know, and it's like, you know, if teams had the nerve to get me in there, then it's like they have real interest in me, at, at least in something. So that's what it meant most to me about, you know what I mean? I was just able to, you know, kind of solidify everything that I thought I've always been good as or as good as I thought I've been, but, you know, it kind of solidifies it, you know. It's not done, but, you know, it is a good step to reach because, you know, not a lot of people can be here, so, right. yeah. I felt like outside of the guys that came from overtime elite, overtime elite, you were, like, the biggest unknown here. Mm -hmm. So for the, the, the coaches or scouts to vote you in, that means they've been paying attention. Right. Was it a, a situation where you felt like some of the, your peers didn't know who you were and you caught them by surprise? Uh, yeah, probably. Like, we were sitting at tables and stuff and, um, and like, doing, like, little vision boards and stuff. And, like, all the players just, like, you know, talking about the NIL money and all this and all what they're doing. It's, like, you could tell I was kind of out of place just because, like, nobody didn't know who I was. And, like, I think somebody eventually asked me where I went to school. And I was, like, Weber State. And it was, like, oh, kind of just, like, normal like that. But I think, yeah, none of my peers really knew me. But it's all good. You know, it's all love. You know, some people did, but. It is what it is. They know you now. Right, exactly. They know you now. Yeah. So Weber State, I want to touch on how you got there, because when most people think of Weber State, they think of Damian Lillard. Right. Do you have a relationship with Dame? Uh, we have, like, a, a relationship just because, obviously, I went to his former zero camp, and, you know, he's been – he doesn't just, like, claim Weber. He actually comes back and interacts with the community and the school there still. So when he comes back, we chop it a little bit. So, yeah. Has he been helpful or, like, lending you any advice in this process? Yeah, I think, you know, the main thing is that Dame is, you know, kind of, like, he's told me a lot of things that he said publicly. It's just that, like, you know, in order to be a great leader, you got to be a great servant, you know, things like that, um, you know, have, keep, have good people around you. You know, those are the main things that he kind of just, like, tell me and just understand that, you know, it doesn't matter about where you're at right now or what school you're at, like, but at the same time, everybody can't make it to the NBA. Like, he says things like that. But, yeah, good relationship, real authentic dude. So, yeah. How in the world did you get to Weber State from South Carolina? Yeah. Well, you know, the story, just, you know, going to Sunrise Christian my senior year, playing the whole year basically with no offers. And then COVID happening, you know, Weber having a bad year. Then they just start recruiting me. And like I just tell everybody, I did my research. I mean, that's how I really end up there, just through the research. And, like, obviously they reached out and had interest, but just to see the track record of those players that came in there was professionals, as many as they did, it was hard for me to turn down an opportunity like that, knowing what I was trying to do. So I just think that that's how I ended up there, you know, just because of things like that that came into play. So you said you didn't have any offers? Not Well, I had offers early on, like when I was at Keenan High School, just like growing up. Mm -hmm. A lot of East Coast offers, though, obviously being from South Carolina. But then when I went to Sunrise, a lot of schools just stopped recruiting me. They stopped hitting me. And, um, yeah, that's kind of like I basically played the whole year with no offers. And who's on your team at Sunrise? I'm sure you have some yeah, talented teammates. Uh, Kendall Brown, okay. uh, Shaden Sharp was on that team, uh, like Zach Clemens, Jaden Stone, Ty Berry, a lot of high-level players. You know, I wasn't the definitely, especially when I came in there, I wasn't like one of like on the level of those guys. But, you know, eventually I carved the way out on that team. So. 
Do you feel like when you, when you weren't getting offers, did you feel like you made a mistake? Yeah, I wouldn't say I feel like I made a mistake. I definitely was worried, though, and, like, my coaches can attest to it. Like, I just – because all my friends were signing in the fall, and I didn't, like – you know, I wasn't – because I planned to want to sign early, but it just didn't work out like that. And I was worried, you know, and I didn't think that I made a mistake. You know, I didn't honestly understand why I didn't have much, but I always just somehow had faith that it was going to work out in my interest in – my, for my best interest. I had no idea how, but I just kind of just kept that, like, faith and just – always thought it would so as somebody that has been betting on myself for years mm -hmm. I can I can definitely relate right and now here it is what three three yep. years later yep. you're here at, at the NBA combine so right. the gamble the gamble paid off right now what made you decide to go to Sunrise uh well I had a lot of stuff going on back home you know just a lot of like not like like real bad things but just like you know just was going through a lot, just being at like, you know, living situations, things like that. I just thought it'd be a, a good opportunity for me to just go out there and just, you know, be in a different space. Um, but at the same time, like, it was able to push me because like, you know, when you're just becoming like the best player in your state and it's just like, you're just that guy, it's like, it gets stale a little bit. And I think just going there, another thing that it was gonna help me do is raise my floor a little bit. I was gonna have to reach a certain set of expectations different than I've ever had in my career. And I thought in order to really push a career in basketball, I thought that that was really needed of me and needed important so that I could transition to college easier because I just didn't feel like I was exposed to it yet. So that all of those things kind of factored into me going. And I just, you know, thought it was the best decision for me. And it ended up being basically one of the best decisions I made for my career, honestly. So. I have more from Dylan Jones in a second, but I want to talk to you about game time because buying tickets to your favorite events, they shouldn't be stressful. Game time is the fast and the easy way to buy tickets for all sports, music, comedy, and theater near you. They have killer deals on last minute tickets and the best price guarantee. So you can stop stressing over tickets and start getting hyped up for the fun that you will have. Game time has flash deals on last minute tickets. They are easy to find and easy to buy for every kind of event in your area. You get images of the seats. They have a low price, the lowest price guarantee. They have event cancellation protection and even job loss protection. So you don't have to plan months in advance. Game time has deals on tickets right up to the day of the event. Again, exclusive flash deals on tickets for football, basketball, baseball, concerts, comedy shows, movies, and more. And Game Time has a guarantee, which means you will always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section and row for less, Game Time will credit you 110% of the difference. And you get your images of your seats before you buy, so you know exactly what to get when you arrive. Buy tickets in a matter of seconds, two taps on the phone, and you're set. And the tickets are sent directly to your phone, so you don't have to dig through your email. I know I hate that. I absolutely hate having to go through my email. Sometimes it's in a spam, but Game Time makes it easy. And all you have to do is download the Game Time app, create an account, and use the code Locked On NBA, and you get twenty dollars off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, all you have to do is create an account and redeem code Locked On NBA for twenty dollars off. Download the Game Time app today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Big 
big shout out to each and every person that has made the Locked On NBA Big Board Podcast your first listen of the day. And I have one more interview set up. It is with Dayton's Tumani Kamara. Kamara has a unique story in his own. Came from Belgium. Went from Belgium to Miami to Georgia to Dayton. And we sat and did this interview also at the NBA Combine. He's another person that I thought really impressed last week at the NBA Combine. So stay tuned tomorrow as I have an interview with Tumani Kamara. All right, more from Dylan Jones. What's, what's going on in the water in South Carolina? Y'all got some talent out yeah. there. It's like Ja and, and Zion, that class kind of started made people pay attention. Yeah. But I mean, how many guys from South Carolina were here at the Combine? I know you, Gigi. Yeah, me, Gigi, Julian Phillips. P.J. Hall, Jason Gorman, Jalen Slauson, um, Nick, I mean, um, Noah Clowney, um, Josiah Jordan James is in the G League one. Like, we had a bunch of guys here this week. Yeah, that's, a, bunch that's, of guys here. that's a lot from South Carolina. Yeah. I feel like South Carolina is definitely underrated right. when, when you're talking yeah. about basketball. It's like, you know about basketball in Georgia, you know about it in North Carolina, but right in the middle of South Carolina, right. which... That's had the top two picks in, in the draft. Yeah, right. All right, so you're known for your versatility. Mm-hmm. Right? You can do it a, a lot of different things on the court. Where did that come from? Um, I think it came from just watching my brother so many years. Like, my brother's like a 5'11 point guard, and I just came, like, up watching him and seeing him, like, you know, set the table for everybody, you know, make plays for everybody. He was a pass-first guard at the time. So he just kind of was like that guy that just did every other little things and, you know, set the table for everybody. You know, they fouled him at the end. He get his 10 points. Like kind of just that. I kind of learned how to control games like that. And at the same time, he, when, he, when he went to college his freshman year, he played with a player named Alonzo Coleman. And he was like a 6'7", like four man. But like he was the first guy I ever seen like in my life, like rebound and push the ball. Like I didn't never see that before. And I kind of, like, obviously watching him play a lot, I kind of took a lot of things that he did. He was real versatile. But at the time, it was, like, 2011, 2012, and you didn't really see many players do that that often. And I think that I, like, kind of took a lot of things from him as well. Like, he was pushing the ball on the break and, like, rebounding and going. And it was, like, you know, I kind of took things from his game too, honestly. So. Yeah, there's a debate. Like, what is the skill set that you can hang your hat on? Yeah. And I'm like, uh, he rebounds. What did you have? It was like 10, 10 rebounds a game? Yeah. Oh, my bad. I, yeah, I, how you good? <laughs> it was like 10.8 or something like nah, that? No, 10.9. 10.9, well, 11. I give you 11. <laughs> so some teams may say, like, he can be our, a rebounder. Then, in, in my opinion, it's the passing. Yeah. I think that is your, your greatest strength and, and the value that you can bring to a team. If I'm a GM and I ask you, how can you help my team win, what would be your answer? I would say I can help your team win by, you know, uh, bringing a toughness to the team that, you know, not a lot of people can do. Um, I know a lot of people love to say in the interviews, like, oh, I'm a dog, you know, and all that stuff. But, you know, I just actually bring a different dynamic of toughness to a team. I think in order to win, you need that in today's basketball. Um, I think that's what I could help a team win and bring with. Obviously, like my IQ would stand out. You know, I would know just about everything on the court before it happens. Obviously, versatility would help and all of that stuff. But I think, like, I would be able to help a team from day one is with my toughness and my IQ for the game. And I think today's NBA, you know, you got to have things like that. So, One of the things that stood out to me about your game is your ability to 
draw fouls. Yeah. That's that's a skill set in itself. There's mm -hmm. a lot of guys that can score, and usually the last development of them being a complete scorer is drawing fouls. Yeah. And for you, I think you're great at drawing fouls, like six a game. I think the next development for you is being a consistent three-point shooter. Yeah. But I thought you showed that you've improved a lot with your shooting in your pro day. Mm -hmm. So what have you been working on? I mean, obviously you've been working on your shot, but like, what have you been doing to become a much better shooter over the last uh, few weeks? Yeah, I think it's a lot of things. And I think it goes from like, honestly, a lot of film room things, watching things in the film room and like seeing how I'm missing it, you know? And I think when I went back to, you know, uh, Aaron and the agency and everybody, like they were saying like 85, 80% of my misses were short, you know? So like working on that, you know, just like actually finding solutions and figuring out like, why am I shooting this low of a percentage and stuff? Like actually digging in and figuring it out. I think things like that, like figuring out things like that, like I was missing short a lot and like how to, you know, shoot in more one motion and just, you know, but at the same time, just trusting the process and trusting the reps. Cause like, you know, it's not going to be like a one day thing. You know, I've only done nothing but improve every year as a shooter. So I can't just let one, I guess, bad percentage year derail me. You know, I have the confidence that I'm a good shooter. So I think that's what I've been kind of working on when it comes to the shot, you know, it's just, you know, quicker release, just keep working on that. And um, also, like I just said, just keep figuring it out. What was it or how was I missing? Break it down, like literally to the small details, maybe my base and balance, maybe like why am I missing short so much and just like literally break it all the way down, so. Wait, were you pleased with your shooting at the pro day? Yeah, I think I, I, think I was, I think I could have shot it better, but I, you know, I've been going since you know literally the 11th you know, everybody here has played two games but i played four and i think towards the end i definitely ran a little bit of gas a little bit just being honest but um i thought i did shoot the ball well um and i think you know obviously i'm always gonna, i'm a hard critic of myself so i just think i can always shoot it better but um i did shoot it well though i think that you know i, I maybe surprised teams with it but i honestly think that i could have shot it better in all honesty so yeah i mean i i I knew you could shoot. I mean, I'm friends with, with your agents, and I know all the, yeah. the work they do. They, yeah. they got the guys that they call the nerds that, yeah. that do all the stuff. Yeah. And so I, I knew that you could shoot, but I thought you shot it well. Yeah. Were you, I don't, maybe nervous isn't the, the best word to use, but did you feel pressure basically working out, even though you were in a group with three other guys, working out in front of hundreds of scouts and executives? Yeah, I wouldn't say I felt nervous. You know, I didn't play in all kind of big games and all this stuff. So I don't think I was nervous, but I would say that like, it's definitely like a, you definitely know in the back of your head, like this is a, especially for somebody like me, where like someone, all these people got all these question marks about it. I knew that I had to like, not put on a good performance, but I knew that I had to at least answer the bell. You know what I mean? And I don't think that produces nerves, so to speak, mm -hmm. but I think I did have that in the back of my head, knowing that I have to show people this. But at the same time, trusting because I know I can do it. You know, I've done it. You know, I just, just we treated it honestly. Our pro day was like a, a basically just a workout in a way. So I think just all of that helped me do it. So, so what's a typical? Well, I would say what's a typical day like for you? But the last eleven days or whatever has yeah. been different. When you were in New Jersey, what were you doing on a typical day? So we was getting up at in New Jersey. We was getting up at like eight, going to the gym, shooting or whatever it might be, we're on the court regardless. Then after that, we'll go right and lift right after that at like a, like maybe like 11, 12, depending on how quick we get done in the gym. We'll go lift, 
then we'll take a little break, you know, eating all that stuff, rest, and then we'll go again at like seven or eight, and then we'll shoot more. Then it's like, you get done like 9.30ish, and then you'll start it back over again the next day, and you just keep doing it and doing it and doing it, you know? Good experience. Yeah, I've, I've spent the day, maybe two or three days out there last year. Yeah. <laughs> I know they put, in, they put in work. Yeah. Let's get back to the combine. Mm -hmm. How many interviews did you have? So I did about 15 interviews, 14 to 15. 15 interviews? Yeah. And just this week or how many, over how many days? Uh, well, yeah, this this week. Because I did, yeah, Brooklyn and Boston was before the, was before the combine, so yeah. What's like the craziest question the team has asked you? Um, like the how many basketballs can fit in this room or something like that. Yeah, like some people are surprised. By <laughs> like, what? <laughs> like, what is the purpose of that? I have no idea. I think it was just to break the ice a little bit. One one team actually tested me. Like, I came in a room and shook everybody's hand. Then, like when we sat down, it was like, what's his name? Oh. I thought that was pretty cool, just because I I didn't know it honestly, but I thought oh, wow. it was pretty cool though. Oh wow! <laughs> he go he got me with it, and then they had to go back around the room. And then, yeah, but it was pretty funny though. So, fifteen teams. Are you like answering the same questions over and over and over again? It, well, at least, yeah, for me because it's like a lot of teams was getting to know me. Like mm -hmm. a lot of teams didn't know who I was, so you know they probably interviewed all these other players multiple times and stuff. But they was literally just had to get a feel for me just because they never heard from me. So I think, yeah, I answer a lot of questions, you know, about my background and history and, like, how I got started in basketball and stuff. But, yeah, some some of the same questions, some of them was different. Who wants to become a millionaire? Yes, you can become a millionaire. That's because PrizePix has a million-dollar daily Superflex promotion for the NBA Finals and playoffs. Well, we only have one more game left of the NBA Finals before we get to the playoffs. Congratulations to the Denver Nuggets for sweeping the Los Angeles Lakers. So every day of the NBA Finals, one prize picks user will get a chance at becoming a millionaire. So why not you? All you have to do is place an entry after 8 a.m. Eastern and you will be randomly selected each day. Well, a person will be randomly selected each day. Maybe I'm speaking in advance about you, but someone will be randomly selected each day and whoever placed that entry will be given a six pick flex with the following payouts. If you get all six correct, million dollars. If you get five correct, 80,000. Four correct, 16,000. Now the full details can be found at prizepicks.com million, but you must opt in at this link to be eligible for the million dollar entry. Once you opt in, all you have to do is play the game like normal and you could be the lucky winner of a million bucks. Now, all you have to do is just pick two to six players and if they will go score more or less than their prize picks projection, you can win up to 25 times your money on any entry. There is no competing against other people. It's just you versus the projections available. And prize picks offers projections on any sport that you watch from NBA to NFL, Major League Baseball, PGA, men's and women's college sports, soccer, WNBA, cricket, boxing, and more. And your entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. It's that easy. It is safe. You get your money out fast. And it is currently operational in 30 states and Canada. So download the GameTime app or go to prizepicks.com to sign up and play daily fantasy sports. If you are a first-time user, you can get a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with the promo code LOCKEDON. 
If you deposit 100, prize picks will give you 100. And if you deposit 50, prize picks will give you 50. So do not forget to enter the promo code locked on at sign up for instant deposit match up to $100. All right, last question. What, what goes on behind the scenes at the Combine that people don't know about? Like I know earlier today you told me you did absolutely nothing today. Yeah. Uh, I think I would say, like, leading up the plan is, like, all these tests and stuff. And then after you play, basically what I'm going through now is, like, you got to do all this medical stuff. And it's like we can't leave. Like, we, we, our last game was Thursday, which was yesterday. We, we can't, we, we got the day tomorrow and Sunday to do all medical stuff, whatever it might be that they might need from us. We got to stay here the whole time until we're done with it. <laughs> so it's like, you would think you will go home after like the, uh, the like 19th or whenever we play, but you got to stay here all the way to the 21st. Yeah, yeah. I was looking at the, the dates and it was like, yeah. Like 15th to 21st. Yeah. And then I get the schedule. I'm like, the games is over yeah, Friday. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. and then I think this year's different. Last year they had pro days on a Saturday. Okay. So some people stayed. Yeah. But now it's like the only people here are the players, the players and who's ever, I guess maybe teams are still doing yeah. some interviews. I was gonna, yeah, I'm not sure because I haven't had any interviews lined up. Mm -hmm. uh, so I don't know. I was going to, I was literally going to ask you, I didn't, do you think teams are still here? You pro, Obviously because pro days is finished, so they just yeah. still here, but. I mean, they may, well, probably, they, there's maybe some tomorrow. I know yeah. there's like some pro days out in L.A. that everybody has to go to. Yeah. All right, let's, let's wrap it up with this. Okay. Let's say June 22nd, you hear your name called. Mm -hmm. What would that mean to you and your family? Uh, it would mean the world to me. Um, I think that, you know, going through everything that I've been through, you know, just being, you know, like going, like, you know, going to practices as a little kid and, you know, having to find a ride, you know, walking to the gym, playing outside on the court, like, you know, doing all this crazy stuff just to be like, oh, we're working hard to get there. And it's like, for that moment to actually happen, it probably like, would be like the most surreal moment probably in my life. But like, it also feel like the biggest like boulder lifted off my back. Cause like, my whole life has been kind of consumed with basketball. And like, that's been the ultimate goal to do, to accomplish that, you know what I mean? So. In order to have that happen, like, my life would change, you know. And I think not even from, like, what all the stuff basketball would do for me, but I think, like, my whole, like, perspective on life would just change, you know. And I would just be – I just know I would feel, like, so much relief just from, like, finally accomplishing the goal that I've worked so hard for. So that's how I would feel personally. Once again, big shout-out to each and every person that has made this Locked On NBA Big Board podcast your first listen of the day. Big shout-out to Dylan Jones for taking time in his NBA Combine schedule to sit down and do this interview. I enjoyed it. I hope you enjoyed it, and I hope you really had a chance to just listen in on one of the most underrated prospects in this class. Now, tomorrow, Tumani Kamara from Dayton comes on, and he shares his story about his path to the NBA draft, which started in Belgium. And right now, he is on the NBA workout circuit. He just worked out for Portland on yesterday. And we'll, we'll, we'll give you a little bit more. So once again, it's Rafael Barlow, Locked On NBA Big Board Podcast, and I am out.